Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, science fiction, and horror novels. I'm Evan. And I'm Chad. You are listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, HBO has entered into early development on its first sequel to its blockbuster drama, A Game of Thrones. This will be a live-action spinoff series centered on the fan favorite, Jon Snow. Oh my god. <laughs> I also read that this development means there are now seven Thrones projects in the works. <laughs> seven. So okay. apparently there's like a House of Dragons. That's a prequel. That's coming out August in August. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know the debut for Jon Snow. I don't think there's a release date of, um, available yet. Oh, man. I, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. It's probably <laughs> well, going to be. Your, what's your reticence? Do they have to turn everything that we love into the MCU? <laughs> I know that sounds really curmudgeon of me, and I'll still watch it. I'm going to watch it. I know I'm, I'm going to watch the House of the Dragon thing, but like they, they just butchered that show so hard. And I know it was probably... It wasn't the whole crew, and it wasn't all the writers or anything. There's probably just like a few people that you could lay a lot of the blame on for how badly Game of Thrones ended. Mm, that final season. <laughs> it was so bad. And I have talked to people that like the eighth season of Game of Thrones. But not <laughs> very ne- many. Never talked to them again. <laughs> but not very many people. <laughs> and they've had some pretty decent reasons, I guess. No, I mean, besides the fact that the dragons look incredible, but a dragon's looking cool does not a show make. Yeah, I don't know. Jon Snow is a really interesting character for the most part. I don't know what they would do with it. I would, I feel like following Arya would be more interesting. I agree, yeah. And the, the show ended with Jon Snow like heading off into the north, right? To be a northman. Yeah, yeah. He's just yeah. like, so goes I guess and it'll be carouses. like adventures in the north. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I feel you on the like, you know, do we need to have a show about like Hodor the prequel? Like, you know, no. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I am, I am kind of excited for it. Yeah. I mean, I love A Song of Ice and Fire. I love Game of Thrones, the show. It just doesn't, it doesn't feel like it. It's something that people were really asking for from a fan perspective. It looks like a cash grab, but yes, everything is a cash grab. Yeah, I can't think of any other thing that's like that. Oh, Fantastical Beast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Fantastic Beast is like a total good example. And it, you know, I don't know the ins and outs of making shows and making movies and stuff, but the integrity just doesn't really. When I hear an announcement like that, it's just I just don't feel like it's something that's being done because people really want to find out what happened to Jon Snow right. after he goes up past the wall. It's like a way to make tons of money. Let's squeeze this yeah, sponge like, a little bit Where's Kit Harrington at? Like, what's Kit Harrington doing? All right, hey, Kit, can you get in here and we'll, like, squeeze out a couple billion dollars of, like, mm-hmm. you know? But, yeah. I, I mean, that's just me being super cynical about it just because I'm such a huge fan and I was, I was still kind of feeling burnt of, you know, about the last season of game of thrones and it just it kind of took a lot of my confidence away that they were going to put as much attention to detail and care and love into the show as they did for the first few seasons of game of thrones but i mean i could be wrong could be a completely different set of people and a different you know different attitude and mindset and yeah i mean i'm still smarting over the end of dexter and they've that was like a decade ago and they've in fact made like another show to even try to fix that ending since then but i'm still like you can never fix it you broke it 
You know what's the real tragedy for, in my opinion, tragedy is a pretty dramatic word, but <laughs> <laughs> we're going with it. But yes. the the real tragedy for fans of A Song of Ice and Fire, Westeros, Game of Thrones, and everything is that when that eighth season came out, there was so much writing on it because we didn't know when we were going to get an actual written ending for these books. So while people did know that it probably wouldn't be, you know, the all caps, like the ending for it, it was, you know, as Robert Jordan or or Brandon Sanderson would say, an ending, you know, and it, <laughs> and people were excited about it. And then it fell so flat that not only now do we not have an ending to the books, but we have a really terrible ending to this show. So, yeah, I don't know. It's true. The only reason I'm excited for it and not like, I mean, I understand completely where your cynicism is coming from. I'm just excited because I love, you know, all things fantasy and especially something that has really cool looking dragons. And I love it. In order to do that sort of thing right, it needs to have millions of dollars pumped into it. And there absolutely will be millions of dollars pumped into this. So it'll look cool at the very least. And, you know, right. And like I said, I'm going to fights are awesome. But I, you know, uh, as nerds, uh, they say we can't have our cake and eat it too, and I completely disagree. I think Same. we can we can one hundred percent complain about things and watch and enjoy them. Fully. That's part of the fun. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine. Like I, I think my my opinion on whether or not they should be they should keep making these Thrones projects will it'll hinge a lot on the new show that comes out in August. Like if they can pull this one off and it's a really cool, well put together show, it doesn't have to be as good as like season four of Game of Thrones, you right? Know? But it there's a line, and I think we'll all <laughs> feel it. You know, like so, was this made with like artistic awesomeness in mind or just making money in mind? And there will be a very clear uh, uh, answer to that question. Yeah, because obviously making money is part. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say. Sure. Like you're selling out, you're trying to make money with your multi-million dollar <laughs> <make> TV. Art. <laughs> <laughs> you can do both, and I'm not saying they shouldn't try to make money, but uh, I don't know. Like we'll yeah, see. We'll I see. Feel, yeah, I feel. I feel yeah. I'm. A, I'm like 65 percent confident it'll be watchable. <laughs> which <laughs> hey, that sounded more confident in my head when I said, it. I don't know. Okay. Hey, which is really good reason why you, if you're listening, should go subscribe to our Patreon. Because we had no jobs and could just do this. We would have like live watchings of these shows up and stuff. All sorts of great things. So if you're not a member already, uh, go subscribe. And if you aren't, well, or if you are, then you're just the best and I love you forever. What have you been doing this week? Um, what have I been doing this week? Okay, so um, we'll, we'll get to the books here in a second, but I watched uh, the Station Eleven show. Oh, did you finish it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, cool. I just kind of like two date it and smashed it. Nice. Uh, there's only like 10 episodes. It was really good. Oh, cool. Okay. Like really, really good. It's very different from the show because it'd be very difficult to turn that like format into a show oh, different and have it the work. Book, you mean? Yeah, yeah, format. Um, yeah, different from the book. But like they stayed pretty true to the characters and the overall general story and then also the themes that were in it. And I just I thought it came off really well. They did a really good job. And the music score is top notch. Yeah, I remember you saying that you had started it and you could tell already like why they wouldn't track mm-hmm. with the book exactly. And I, I under I understood what you were saying. And I hadn't seen the show, but I agreed with you. That's cool that it kind of kept that track and was still really good 
yeah at first i was kind of annoyed i was like oh we're just like changing the story these people weren't together and then all of a sudden i was like oh a couple episodes in i was like i get why you why you made that decision and it's actually coming off really well in show form and it didn't corrupt the story by any means the changes that they decided to make yeah i think that's the thing with adaptations is that it's okay to make changes because uh screen and and book you know print are different mediums you kind of got to work around some some Mm -hmm. things even the lord of the rings movies are pretty vastly different in some parts than the books and it's like well yeah but if you had just followed exactly what the books did you'd be sitting there watching Treebeard sing for like 45 minutes. We don't, we, we got to go around that. We don't need you know? that. Or certain things are like inside a character's head. We can't hear that in a book or in a movie. So yeah. it's like, you got to just change things a little bit. And I, I was okay with the, the decision that they did in station 11. I would absolutely recommend it. I don't know if they're going to make a second season because they wrapped up the first one very satisfactorily. I've also been reading Sunlit Ascends, which we're doing for the podcast. So we'll get into that deeper on the podcast, but enjoying it so far. The big ah, moment for my week was I finished Six of Crows. Oh, cool. And man, I was almost sad when I turned that last cover, that last page. I was just like, oh, so good. That's, that's one of my favorite books I've read this year. Yeah, it's really good. That's a, it's quite the quite really the cliffhanger good. at the end there. Yeah. yeah seriously unfortunately i have the second one so i was like oh thank god i got the second one before ending the first it's so funny i uh my dad started reading six of crows when he saw my review for it a while back and he called me like when he finished the book oh wow and he was so upset at the end of the book at the at this big cliffhanger at the end and he's like i don't understand why she would write it like that and i'm just sitting there so off. confused and i was just like wait what why are you mad why what's oh he didn't I, know there was he didn't know there was a second book <laughs> he thought that lee bardugo had just written this book with this massive cliff cliffhanger like, hey you guys and then was you. just done <laughs> oh <laughs> that, that would be funny. so brutal yeah yeah um but yeah crooked kingdom is great too i'm i'm excited that you picked those out because they're really fun to talk about, and they're really... Uh, some people put them in a genre called uh, new adult, at least as far as I'm aware. Like, young adult spans, like... And this is, you know, everybody can read whatever genre. It's a, it's not... But, like, the age demographic that, like, the, the market places it or whatever is, like, young adult is, like, I don't know, like, 13 to, like, 19 18. or, like, yeah. 18 or something. And then you've got, like, new adult, which is, I think, more directed towards, like... 17 to like 20 something you know um, oh, okay but well, i mean it's all pretty arbitrary that's interesting that you should say that because i looked for it forever the sequel in barnes and noble couldn't find it so before just giving up i went to the little kiosk and asked the guy like hey can you look up a title for me she's like oh yeah we have it it's in the young adult section right. and i was like yeah. really yeah i was shocked yeah. to find it over there i was like this is not a young adult <laughs> there's book. some parts in it that i know i don't want to spoil anything but there's definitely parts in six of crows that are not yeah, like for like a thirteen-year-old, no, no, <laughs> like really violent. Yeah, so and I was even surprised more it was so over in there. Six of Crows. There's some, there's some super violent parts in Six of Crows uh, in um, Crooked Kingdom. Really, I'm really looking forward to it. And beautiful covers too. So, um, I just that book is really high up on my my book list right now. Yeah, Lee Bardugo also did a book called Ninth House, which I liked quite a bit. And the sequels for that, the sequel for that's coming out, I think next year. Uh, Lee Bardugo is just a really excellent writer. Yeah, I have uh, I've heard really good things about Ninth House. I've had a few people recommend it to me. 
It's I like, think I'm going to uh, move Lee Bardugo into the auto buy category for me. Yeah, Ninth House um, kind of, I had like a weird experience reading it where it was like very, very interesting for the first like third of it. And then it felt a little bogged down. I didn't really know like what direction it was trying to go in. And then mm-hmm. it capped out really well, like at the end and then made me want to read more. Um, so I had like mixed feelings about it while reading kind of it, but really in the middle. positive feelings about it. Uh, when I was finished. Hmm. Yeah, it's um it's interesting. Is that a single standalone or is it a duology? No, yeah, I think there's there's, there's a sequel coming out next year. And I don't know if it's um I think it's called the Alex Stern or Alex gosh, I can't keep my all my series in my head. But I think you do a great I, job. Uh it's like it's like a the series. Yeah. I think there's probably gonna be a couple more. Hmm. I don't understand why authors don't write more duologies because I really like it. The second book has a tendency, as we've discussed before, to kind of get a little bogged down sometimes. Um, but in the duology, it doesn't really seem that that happens. It's just kind of like solid awesomeness. And I really like the format of a duology. Yeah, I would like to see that continue to be more of a trend. Same. Actually, and then uh, V.E. Schwab did it with um, the Vicious and Vengeful books that we're going to read those on here actually um i think between the dark tower and the expanse Ooh, okay Um, and those are two yeah it's another duology awesome um i think that like what else is a duology i think like um those orcs books oh yeah i think i could be wrong i could be super wrong um i think oh yeah and also i think uh like uh, laney taylor's uh strange the dreamer is a duology those are supposed to be really awesome. And oh, um, Hannah Witten's For the Wolf is another one. They're they're kind of rare, but I think they're starting. Oh, We Hunt the Flame, I think, is another duology. I think like they they do seem to be on the rare side, but it's getting to be more of a thing. Because yeah, trilogies Good. trilogies unless it's just like this banger story. Sometimes like yeah, that second book just really just dips. Yeah. You know? It's like, why? Just force the author to do it in two. It'll remove a lot of those characters that we don't need, a lot of conversations we don't need, and just give us that meat. It depends on the series, though, obviously. I mean, even reading um, like Jade War, the second book in the Greenbone saga, I was kind of like, what does all this even mean? Like, who cares? But then as it was rounding out the trilogy, I was kind of more, you know, I was on board with it. Yeah, especially like a high fantasy where they kind of create their own world and there's a lot of world building that needs to happen. Like, okay, I feel like it, you know, I can see that it's necessary, but I don't know. Um, on the Lee Bardugo train here, I also at a used bookstore managed to find a beautiful, pristine copy of Shadow and Bone. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, have that I, haven't, read that either. I haven't read those either. I was actually considering uh, us reading those on the podcast here. We, we still might, um, but it might be a little bit. Oh, that's okay. We can read yeah, multiple, I wish we could read two series at the same time that'd be so cool. i know yeah i got all three of those actually um when like i i got those at like the perfect time because there was right as the show was out on netflix so whoever the publisher was was just trying to pump them out and just get them to everybody that they could so i got i got all three of them for like 18 dollars or something nice have you uh, watched the show no i haven't i'm uh, i'm looking forward to um to watching it after i finish the book yeah i've heard uh, i've heard really good things about it about the, about the show yeah awesome i've seen the trailer it looks really intriguing but you know me i'm yeah it's just tv shows just might as well not even exist yeah <laughs> i'm sorry everybody no dude i'm the <laughs> same way it. with uh games 
There has oh, to be yeah, one of us yeah. that can talk about the, the show and one of us that can talk about the games, you know? Totally. That's why we work oh, together so we well. We round each other out, Evan. God, I love you. <laughs> I love you. Um, okay, fine. One more thing, and then uh, you can tell me what you've read here. Look what I picked up also. I had to hit Barnes & Noble up for this one. Ooh, you got Legends and Lattes. I do. I do. I figured <laughs> since like he was on our podcast, I should probably read his book. Absolutely. Um, I'm so I'm saving this for like a rainy day read for something yeah. bad to happen or when I'm just kind of feeling bummer or something. Um, I'm going to read, read this it all boy. in like one sitting. Yeah. yeah. And it's pretty. Um, I told like five people about it in the store just because I was trying to like help Travis out. Not that he needs any help because he's clearly killing uh, it. I was just stoked it. to yeah. see it in a Barnes and Noble. Yeah, totally. I was like, good on you, man. And this cover is so like waxy and feels so quality. I love it. Yeah, speaking of that feeling, actually, uh, I guess this will smell this is, this is as good a time as any to announce, but um, I've been talking to H.M. Uh, Long, the author of uh, Hall of Smoke, and she's going to be coming on the podcast in like early July. Ooh, um, awesome. The, yeah, like I saw her book in, in Powell's the other day, and I was just so happy for it. It's just like, ah, yes, hell yeah, our people are getting cool. into the stores. Yeah, it's awesome. So Yeah, yeah that I'll is really, really awesome. Yeah, I'll be sitting Go down you. for a nice interview with hm long pretty soon yeah i've uh, i've said yes to a couple people who as you know we get a few emails a week from uh, self-titled authors asking us to read and review their books and typically i don't have time for an extra book but i've started saying yes to them in the last few weeks so i've got a couple in the mail just because i want to do my part to help promote some of the little guys you know it's not like so it's not like sanderson needs any more promotion you know not that we won't right. continue to promote him but i just want to help out the little guys a little bit kind of use the platform for that so if you're a small little author and you've wrote a, a banger of a book send me an email i might just uh, might just take you up on it yeah i mean we're trying out here i mean obviously like chad and i don't have a you know, as much time as we wish we did um because we both have jobs and you know i want to get as many people on here to interview as possible but everything takes time but we'll uh we're getting there we're working Indeed on it. We are. What uh, what have you been up to this week? Oh man. Okay. So I read. Uh, I finished Seed by Anya Alborn, which turned out to be a really satisfying horror novel. I was gonna say, is it that was, horror? It sounds horror. It was so good. Yeah, Anya Alborn can really write. What did you like so much about it? I really like the family dynamic of all of it. There's like this presence that's kind of terrorizing this family. It kind of reminded me of that movie, uh, like Paranormal Activity a little bit like in the same sense that there's just you've kind of got this this family that's just trying to lead like this normal life they're they're kind of in survivor mode like they're not they're not very well off or anything and there's you know the kids are kind of young they're kind of they seem like kind of young parents oh the the dad is like in a this like struggling band you know and so i could really relate to that (laughs) like quite a bit and and you know the strain that it'll put on a relationship too but the a real lot. strain on this family is that this little girl is kind of being possessed by the same thing that had previously possessed the dad. Um, but the dad seemed to have kind of like shaken it off a little bit, but it's kind of back with a vengeance. And it's just kind of like poltergeist. Like the yeah, that's exorcist. a family disruptor. Like, it was really, one. really good. Um, and uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but the ending just completely floored me. Just couldn't believe. Were you scared? Was- um, not really like scared, but just I was pretty disturbed for a decent okay. amount. And and that was the first and that was the first book that Anya Alborn uh published. Oh, so I'm really debut. excited. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what else. Uh, apparently there's a book called Brother that's supposed to be really good. So I'm gonna check that out. 
Um, so I finished that, and then I also finished uh, this this other book by Adrian Tchaikovsky, who is the author of uh, Children of Time. It's like this little novella called Elder Race. It was, <laughs> it was such a nice surprise. It was so cool. Like so, uh, basically, there's like this kind of semi. I guess you could. I mean, just for lack of a better word, you could just call it like a medieval society. The dot, the fourth daughter of this queen who's ruling over this whole realm, beseeches what they all consider to be this wizard that's living in a tower up in the mountains. It's like this really mysterious, legendary wizard that had, there's like some kind of pact that the wizard made to like help them in times of need. And so she goes and talks to him and then the perspective switches to the wizard and it's, he's not a wizard. <laughs> I don't want to give anything away. That's as much as I'm going to say about it, but it's just huh. the, the perspective switches back and forth between this this fourth daughter of this queen and this wizard not wizard and it's like the whole book is basically like a miscommunication trope like they don't necessarily they don't quite understand each other like he's kind of trying to tell her i'm not this not your guy yeah uh, but she, but but when he says it like tchaikovsky puts it in like this really succinct like really interesting way where he's saying it but the words that he's saying don't mean the same thing, even though they are technically like speaking the same language because of oh, a certain amount of like time and like a, a barrier between them culturally. Like she's hearing the words, but they mean a different thing to her society, you know? Mm. So there's just like no hope of him actually like explaining what the situation really is. It's, it's just, oh my God, man. It's just, and it's like this really, I, I really love it when, um, authors kind of blend science fiction and fantasy together me too yeah that's uh, it's it feels a little bit rare almost and i know that there's some other books out there uh, i know that like c.s friedman's cold fire trilogy is supposed to do that really well i mean like uh like Anne mccaffrey's pern books uh they're like right the dragon riders too. of yeah like those, yeah. those kind of do that too um but yeah i like that quite a bit Let's see what else. Uh, I'm reading uh, Christine by Stephen King. Dude, Christine is good. I, really? Okay. So, yeah. And you know what? It's, it's, I should have known because like 80s Stephen King is great. Also, before you um, move on, the Elder Races title uh, cover is banging. Oh, yeah. It's really so cool. cool. Um, but like Christine is, it's funny because like I, I had it on my shelf for years. I think I've had it on my shelf for like two or three years. And I was always kind of like, uh, it's like, what is it like a haunted car like it sounds so stupid right it sounds like one of these things that king just thought of and was on a bunch of blow and just like pounded right. out this it's 600... been a haunted car <clears throat> yeah but it's not okay yeah that does sound pretty dumb <laughs> yeah it does sound pretty dumb but it's not it's not it's really good i'm really into it i think this this might be this the king book that i've been the most into this wow. year but I mean, granted, I haven't read that many. Well, I mean, you've read ones. one a month. Yeah, yeah, but I haven't read very many, like that I've really, really enjoyed, like a lot. At least for the bar that I set for King, you know, because I read like, uh, like The Outsider, and that was like a little disappointing. It was pretty cool, but it was also just like, I don't know, it was like it's like a crime novel kind of. Um, I, I don't know, hmm, like um, Law and, and Order like, King style. Yeah, and then I mean, I read Bag of Bones, and I didn't like it that much. And Cycle of the Werewolf was cool, but it was just like this little novella. And, mm -hmm. um, but and I read later, and I liked later a lot. But Christine, so far, I, I'm in, I'm really enjoying. It. And it's you know, it's thick, and it's 
dense and Stephen King really loves to get into the minutiae of things and it's kind of dragging like <laughs> it's really I'm like I'm like 200 pages in and there's a lot of <laughs> thinking uh, <laughs> like there's so much thinking uh, like, and, like dude, describing thinking. And, yeah but it's fine I mean I, I think it's gonna be I think it's more I think the book seems to be more about like like the nature of like obsession hmm. you know and like like the past and like he's diving into some pretty deep stuff here and i really like it when he does that and he's just he, i don't know so poetic sometimes it really is he really is and you'll see that when we go when we uh dig into the dark tower too and i've seen that just in um eyes of the dragon just in the name yeah. of it is poetic you know and he just kind of slaps you upside the head with it sometimes you're just reading along and you know it's just kind of derp 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 like you know it's just <laughs> prolific whatever and then it's just like boom gotcha he said something really profound it's like huh, geez cool. wow wasn't expecting that's when that you, that's when you fold the corner so you can look at it later totally yeah um and then what else i am <laughs> oh yeah uh, i'm reading berserk right now oh yeah that's a graphic novel right it's manga manga yeah oh my god it's so cool is it and i don't want to i'm gonna make a big video about it and i've got some other stuff going on like with berserk that i'll tell everybody about later um that's kind of in the works right now but suffice to say this is one of the coolest things i've ever read in my life it's oh my god it's so fucking good chat is it just like mayhem oh god it's so fucking good i don't even know how to like it's like a 100 percent shaking of the slow go snow globe constantly yeah, it's, it's just like it kind of starts out like the witcher you know it's like this lone warrior kind of thing and and it's kind of i was like oh okay and like, well, it's nope <laughs> it's just like completely flips and just gets oh I don't, my i'm not list. i'm not i mean it's expensive as shit it is. i was man. just gonna say where'd you buy yeah. it <laughs> um i bought the first one and then somebody was nice enough to send me a, a second oh, that's one nice yeah one of Dude, the entire 10 bucks series is 488 dollars yeah it is and i'm gonna buy all of them <laughs> like i like the first one i kind of bought the first one and i was like all right let's see what's up with this because everybody had like not everybody but a lot of people in my comment sections on uh instagram and twitter and and tiktok were like have you read berserk i'd make a i'd make a video about something completely different and somebody would just say you need to read berserk <laughs> just in <laughs> and you know sometimes when i see enough of those it's like all right i gotta see what this is about mm -hmm. um, wow i mean just set aside how cool it is like the action and kind of like what what it, what i see i'm in the second book right now and like what seems to be going on is like really interesting but the art I can't believe this one person made all of it. Like, it's just they did the story and the art. Yeah, and it's like this oh, guy's wow. life work. You know, I mean, it's just it's beautiful. It's disgusting. <laughs> There's right. a lot of really. It's graphic. Is it's, it colored or is it black and white? It's black and white. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at it. I didn't know if that was all. There the are some kind of um like filled in color pictures and like the end of the first one and probably the end of some apparently of them. it gets a lot more expensive the more color pages you add in right yeah i'm so excited to get through it all i mean like my bank account is not but <laughs> they look pretty cool on my shelves though <laughs> i bet how many do you, oh, you have the first and second right now yeah 
Oh, whoops, um, I just added volume 10 to my wish list. Um, no, let's go volume one. I know. It's kind of one of those things where if I stumble across an extra $300, I'm not going to buy clothes or like food or food. Yeah. (laughs) I will be sustained and nourished from a good tale. I mean, it's real. And I, I wasn't even like, I wasn't that motivated to read it. Um, because I knew it was on because, uh, Kentaro Miura died last year and we covered this on our last Monday morning minute, but he died. And I was kind of like, if it's not finished, like I'll get to it. But then I found out that they're finishing it. And uh, so now I'm on board. Now I'm part of this. And I'm yeah. really part of this. <laughs> People are going well, to get, gonna be finished, you're gonna, you're gonna get so sick of me talking about Berserk soon. Dude, because there's 10. You're going to be doing it for so long. Yeah. And uh, here we go. However, books, um, graphic novels and mangas and stuff, it's like a lot of pictures. So you can kind of, it may look thick, but you can kind of smash your way through it pretty quickly, right? Yeah. I finished the first one in two days. It was oh, seven, wow. Yeah. It was okay. 700 pages. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, you just flip. Can you imagine through. how long that would take to to picture all out. That's what draw? I'm saying. Yeah, wow. that's what I'm saying. It's People like sell and, art for like a hundred, a couple hundred bucks for just like one page know, that goes in your wall. That's why that they're worth the money. Is it's yeah. art? Like it's. I mean, not that you know every like books are art too. Like I mean, it's just like this is, this is like, like two forms of art. Oh my god, it's so fucking good. Uh, has it been I, I want to like show stop, or anything? I kind of want to stop recording so I can go read it right now. Like, <laughs> we'll be getting done soon here. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's let's roll it along here. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the mark of a good book right there. Because Evan <laughs> always wants to podcast with me. I do. <laughs> me too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what I've got going on. I mean, uh, I'm. Uh, I'm playing Fallout New Vegas. That's pretty good. Like 12 years late. I was gonna say, that. isn't that like an it's old a really Fallout? Old <laughs> I yeah. like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, sometimes I you had... got to go back to the originals, you know. Well, and I had played it uh, kind of close to when it came out. Um, I don't know. Maybe I was like too stoned all the time or something. I just like couldn't get into it. And I didn't know what was going on. There's like so many factions in it and stuff. Um, but yeah, I like it a lot. I've never beat it before, so I'm kind of working my way through Fallout New Vegas and. Um, still like picking away at Attack on Titan, and I don't know. I'm writing a lot, so that's cool. Nice. Have you um have you started any new books? Or are you just working on what you've already um written? I'm working on a horror novel right now. Oh, really? That's new. I mean, I just started it, but Did you uh, just have like a crazy good idea, and you're like, I have to write. I think it's a pretty cool idea. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, but like, I I uh, I've still got a couple like you know one big project of mine that's like in a in a rewrite that. You know, it's, it's just all takes so long. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's just uh, we're all really excited for you to finish it and to read your work. So get to work and on it. We want something, Evan. <laughs> Don't I'm worry. very confident and I can speak for the entire book community and that we are waited with waiting with bated breath. I think you'll enjoy it. I'm it's gonna be sure cool. that I will. The little snippets that I've read so far, I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Chad. Do you have a uh, fictional fun fact for us this week, Evan? I do. Nice. Um, <clears throat> So, as well as the Oz books, L. Frank Baum wrote a newspaper comic called Queer Visitors from the Marvelous Land of Oz, in which the Scarecrow, the Tin Man, and others visit cities of the United States. I had no idea about that. It's a queer book? No, it's just they used the word (laughs) queer for strange back then. Oh, (laughs) I was like, I wonder which one. Maybe the Tin Man. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no. <laughs> no. I was like, how apropos? Pro. It's Pride Month. <laughs> Interesting. See. What do they do? Do they like? I don't know. I just kind of like saw. I was just like cruising Reddit, and I saw that. Huh. Yeah, I mean, it's not really like that interesting. Yeah, uh, queer visitors appeared in North American, the Chicago Record Herald, and other newspapers from <laughs> August 1904 to February 26, 1905. <laughs> it must have been so bad. Wow. But like, you know what? Um, I've read a couple of the Wizard of Oz. Or the the Oz, like Frank Albaum books, and they're really, really? cool. There's Multiple like, books. Yeah, there's like eight of them or something. Like, wow. Yeah. Um, that's the fun fact that there's multiple oh, I guess Oz it, yeah, books I guess out that, there. That's yeah, that, that's, that's a much wow. better one. Yeah. Um, hang on, let me look up. You guys are getting a double whammy today. <laughs> double Two the fun Oz. facts. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I had no idea. Yeah. There's um. Oh wow, there's fourteen wow yeah there's 14 of these ones well and did they come out before the movie yeah so uh, uh, the wonderful wizard of oz came out in the year 1900 oh and then i think the movie came out in like the 30s so these were wrapped up before the movie had even come out Uh, and they only made like the wizard of oz so Hmm. this comic strip was running right around the time this so it looked like it, the comic strip was running um, to promote the marvelous land of Oz, which is the second book. Um, but like those, like there's a lot of clear lines between those early Oz books and a lot of uh, like even more contemporary fantasy. You know, like there's there's like a whole world. Right? There's like an expanded Oz universe. Wow. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and I haven't read all of them, obviously, but um, what is funny. About? It's just the stuff going on in Oz. <laughs> okay, is there like wars and stuff, or I don't know. It's just read, like the Wicked Witch. I've constantly only read like... the f- yeah, I haven't gotten through like. I mean, I guess it'd be kind of cool to read them because they're pretty short, and uh, I have the first five of them here in like one compendium. On oh my yeah, shelf. I just put them on my wish list. <laughs> did you ever watch Return to Oz, the movie with Ferruzio Balk? Oh. I did not even know this was a thing. Third fun fact. Uh, oh my god! On you a should, roll. You should t- it's like a sequel. Or it's like a prequel, or it's some. It was from the eighties. Eighty-five. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, the Wizard of Oz, but like Dark Crystal. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. So weird. Is it animated? No. I guess Dark no. Crystal isn't either. Which uh, yeah. I think of two or three times a week about how disappointed I am. They're not there's not a second season in the running i'm like what the hell dark crystal well would you recommend that i watch this movie yeah absolutely return to oz yeah okay it's It's going on the list it's so weird it is like i mean the first wizard of oz movie is weird you know um but i don't think it was like i mean i think the first wizard of oz movie is kind of creepy personally i don't like Mm -hmm. it and then i like read up more on how the movie was made and i liked it even less because they just like totally abused uh judy garland and yeah some like, of the actors got really hurt and stuff yeah too. and like 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 they were just i don't know it was just like a whole you know, underpaid a bunch, the munchkins they're like you yeah. get half the pay because you're half like whoa whoa yeah it's in like the 30s it's just a bunch of like alcoholic like misogynists running around a soundstage you know and they're like, <laughs> like you will do your own imagine. stunts like but right, i never learned yeah. how to do stunts <laughs> Explosion. but um i think you know obviously when it came out you know 
people were like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life because it's mm-hmm. it was Technicolor and I mean, it's the first movie in Technicolor. It's a cool story, too. It really is. Yeah, I mean, it's like, got some good lessons in it, you know. Right. And like the idea of like this girl getting swept up by a tornado into a completely different place even like today if somebody came at me with that i'd be like whoa what the hell is that like, that sounds okay, really okay. cool like it's a little um, wardrobey but yeah sure okay yeah but like the return to us <laughs> now that movie oh it's like a fever dream like it's Should i mean, would, get stoned first yeah okay <laughs> yeah you should yeah um, I mean, I, don't, uh, I wouldn't. I'm not one to like condone drug use on my podcast, but I live in Oregon and it's legal here, so yeah, yeah. have at it. It's like Advil. Yeah. Um, <laughs> take like 20 <laughs> of these a day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Before we uh, wrap up here, I forgot that I, I want to recommend a movie to you that I watched. It's a Netflix movie um, called Spiderhead. It was recommended to me from someone on our Discord, okay. and it's really good. You know it's what? Really uh, you've watched so many movies that I've recommended to you, so I will watch this. Nice. You should definitely. I think you'll really enjoy it. Actually, uh, it's like a yeah. Look I'll at watch like, anything like therapy with, and like it's. I'll watch good. anything with Chris Hemsworth in it, dude. He's so handsome. I know it's ridiculous. He is a gorgeous <laughs> human. <laughs> well, I mean, he's got. Uh, he's it's uh, him and Liam. Liam Hemsworth is his brother. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that must suck for Liam. That's the other main character, right? I mean, I think Liam's doing just fine. <laughs> well, I know, but he just like did not get the same. I don't genes. think he. I don't think he does the same. Um, yeah, he was. He was. Oh, yeah, he was Gale in Hunger Games. I forgot about. That. Liam is in this movie too. <laughs> no, no, I'm just like looking up. Liam oh, okay. I was, I was like now. looking at yeah. his face. I was like, I don't recognize him. I thought he was in the movie and he was the other main character, and I was like, he who is not nearly as attractive. But Liam here is a good-looking human, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah he's, I'll he's watch great this. Looking. Uh, yeah, oh, I'm not even gonna look at what it's about. I'm just gonna put. It I, on. I'm not even gonna tell you. This. You'll like it. I, I almost guarantee. It's like a movie that's kind of up your alley. That it's kind of like a mind fuckery a little bit. So you'll yeah, really enjoy it. I really love those kinds of movies a lot. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah. All right. Cool. I think that'll do it for today. All right. Well, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too and I love all the people that are uh, hanging out listening to us whether you're on your way to work or just hanging out at home we really appreciate you listening today and I hope you all have an awesome rest of your week happy reading folks thanks for bringing us along bye everybody bye